0: The Radical Up podcast is produced in partnership with AmericanFirearms.org. American Firearms' mission is to recommend what works. We believe everyone deserves access to unbiased, helpful information about firearms. And our buying guides, product reviews, and learning resources are designed to help real people find the stuff that will work best for them. Check us out at www.AmericanFirearms.org hey y'all welcome back to the reticle up podcast i'm here tom castro i don't have all his credentials in front of me but basically the grandmaster of shooting in general period all all divisions. um tom and i got to connect actually at shot show he's recently off the pan-american extreme open which we're going to talk about um and all the things instructor tom do you just want to like give your credentials it'll take about a half hour (laughs)
1: uh i don't really care about my credentials um i'm a uspsa coach um mostly all my stuff is training based at this point, love coaching and, uh, love shooting I'm like, My life, baby. Well, I like, I like talking about shooting. So that's where the podcasting comes from. Cause actually I don't make anything for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I just love talking about shooting and podcasting seems to be the way to get it all out there in one big shot. So
0: same. Yep. I don't make a dime off this. This is great. It's just, yeah. yeah.
1: It's just fun just for me to spend more money on shit. You know, I got like all kind of equipment, expensive microphones, just for me to. And our spare nothing. time, you know, our yeah, spare time yeah, to do right, this. Right, right. <laughs> to make no money. It's awesome. Podcasting is great. I'm going for that Joe Rogan, hundred million dollar uh, USPSA podcast, but it's, I think it's going to take forever. <laughs>
0: Probably in this day and age, we got in too late. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if USPSA is ever going to make me a (laughs) hundred (laughs) million dollars. Actually, probably cost me a hundred (laughs) million.
0: Yes, it costs more to. Yep. Yep. That's true. So, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to begin But I really want to talk about shot show. But let's talk about Panem first because I'm really excited for you. So, for people that don't know, I mean, a lot of people know who you are. But like, you switch divisions. I don't know. Like every single week, and then you just go win them, and then just you know, next week you're shooting another gun. So. Talk about like how you kind of mentally and maybe even physically like prepared for PCC and coming back into that environment and then winning.
1: <laughs> so PCC for me is, um, I'm just, I'm very fortunate enough that I have figured out a way of shooting that it doesn't matter what gun I pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very focused on fundamentals at speed. Like I, I, a lot of people talk about fundamentals. The problem is, is they talk about fundamentals at slow speed. I think of fundamentals, as you have to do them fast in the sport, so I'm a big believer in time matters in the sport because it does I mean it's part of our scoring so I have quite a few people that have done a lot of IPSC. and every time I have a conversation with them they're like it's different, you have to slow down, you have to be more accurate bull crap you have to be fast and accurate no matter what so yes, that's easier said than done, but you have to do both so when I switch divisions, I treat it the same i I don't I don't have like a skill I don't have a uh, where I go faster with a rifle or I go faster with a pistol or slower vice versa. I don't yeah, I've run my sights, right? I really do run my sights. It's one of my biggest rules is sights first and then from there trigger after trigger then it's the sights again. It's just constantly repeating the same thing over and over again. Um unfortunately, I haven't been practicing a whole lot because I've been traveling and coaching and doing stuff like that. So luckily enough, I have such a great base off of the rifle from when I started that I just kind of, I just add little things that I learn as I go. So that's helped a lot. Like that's helped a lot with switching divisions because normally that's not easy and it's not, it's not something easy that I have to really pay attention to switching.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't know how Nils does irons to red dot too. Like, I mean,
1: Ooh, that's, I think, I think it's much easier to go from irons to red dot versus red dot to irons. It's a lot harder to do that. And, The reason that is, is because it's the visual, right? Like when you have a red dot, you can see everything a lot faster. When you go to that iron sight thing, it's very blurry. There's a lot of stuff in your face. It's, you don't have as clean of a sight picture. So there's, you know, again, it's, I think that's where most people think you have to slow down and get your hits. It's, it's, it just takes a lot more visual confirmation and then as you practice it more, it comes back. It's like, oh, okay, now I know what that's supposed to look like. Uh, right. But it takes a little bit of time to switch. Like it really does. Like for me, I'm shooting carryoptics again this this week, and um, I picked the gun up and I was said, what What is this thing? Like it feels so weird. Like I just just putting it in my hand and understanding the difference in the grip. Not you know, obviously, not pulling it into my body is a lot different than you know keeping it six feet away from my body is is a completely right. different feeling. Um, but I plan on shooting the shit out of that thing as fast as I do the PCC. It's because again, it's just sights to sights to me. I don't, yeah, tr- trigger preps the same. The trigger's the same to me. It doesn't change. I mean, if I went to a revolver, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably not be doing very well. I would pay
0: to watch that. I would yeah. pay money to watch that. Like,
1: <laughs> I need to borrow one and classify at least. I don't want to be that guy who doesn't have classifications in That's like the that, only that division. division
0: I haven't classified in or or borrowed a gun or you and I really really want to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanna ask you what it was like too because you shot with Danny, Slovic, Slavic, I don't know how to say his last yeah, name. Yeah,
1: Slavic, I think. Yeah. Um,
0: and then Zach Smith, obviously. So you had, you know, an international shooter that's on Team Da Vinci. You had Zach with Terran Tactical, and you guys are the best of the best. I mean, in my opinion, right? And you guys were one, two, three. So was that fun, stressful, hard, or was it something where you like could figure out your pace or what you needed to do?
1: Like, so I never, actually, it's funny that you ask about the pace. Let's start with that. Um, because Zach Smith, this is the first time I've ever actually spent time with Zach Smith. I have met him a couple of times, just, you know, back and forth at nationals just say, hello, whatever, just introduce myself. He introduced himself. He's, he's very nice, but we got a lot of time to shoot together this week. We shot actually every PCC shooter, but one was on our squad. <laughs> so that was kind of neat that we had an entire squad of pcc shooter so it was like everybody kind of everybody had the same make ready you know i mean it wasn't it wasn't like there was a guy up there shooting open and doing a different stage plan or having an extra reload somewhere that we didn't have so it was just kind of it was kind of neat to see everybody kind of running similar plans um but he we were actually discussing about the pace and he was like man i'm glad we're all shooting together so i could kind of you know pace myself with you know you guys and i told him like straight up like I never pace myself with anyone else. Like my shooting is my shooting. Like when I go shoot with D class guys, I'm going to shoot. Like I'm shooting with grandmasters. I don't care. Right. I've never, right. ever. And I told him, and, I, and I, I don't know if it sounded like I was being a dick or not, but I was right. like, dude, I don't ever shoot down to my competition. Like right. if my competition is shooting bad, I'd never go, Oh, well, let's give them a chance. And like, let's throw some no shoots to help them. out. Know, Can you tell the Florida
0: state football team this to stop playing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, That tends to be, unfortunately they it's, it's that killer attitude that, that a lot of people don't have anymore. And I, you know, I don't mean to be that like a jerk, but I'm super competitive. Like I was talking to a guy the other day who won two matches in a row, two years in a row, the same match. He's like, Oh, I think I'm going to try something else out uh, next year for a division and give someone else a try. I said, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) Why, what, that, what kind of comp- competition mindset is that? Like go right. attack that thing and win it 18 times in a row. Like that, that's, that's the whole goal is to be the dominant champion or you should be, I, I don't, I don't understand the whole participation thing. Like, Oh, I want someone else to win. No, I want to win every time I go. <laughs> that, that's yeah. just how I am. Yeah. Um, so I having those three guys or those two other guys with me was huge for one thing and really one thing only. I have been in the last two years, very frustrated with my mental game at big matches, um, to the point where like, I guess last year really was a, a, you know, a kick in the groin because I was like, dude, I, I shot so well, but when it broke down to like the most pressure moments, I wasn't shooting with my competition. Right. I'm, I'm looking at scores and not understanding like how to play the game, right? Uh, like if there was a 60 point stage that I just needed to survive, I was trying to win it by hundred points when it's not worth anything but 60, right? Right. So this match, I have both of these guys and both of them are shooting fast. Both of them are aggressive. They're both attacking targets, both shooting pretty accurate. And my first day, it took me about half a match. So we shot 10 stages per day. The first five stages, it took me a little bit to get going because I hadn't shot the rifle I shot 400 rounds before I went to the match. <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm not, I haven't been the most prepared for some of these matches lately because of just, my schedule has been yeah. nuts. So I go in, took me about four, five stages to get rolling. And then I cranked out like three stage wins in a row, like not just like, Oh, barely squeakers, but like, all right, let's go. This is I'm back. Right. I feel the gun. And now to me is feeling the gun, like understanding what the gun feel recoil feels like. And like, how to pull the gun in the way I want to pull it in. And I just started shooting well. So I shot three stages in a row that I just, I murdered. And then I can't remember what happened. Something went wrong or, Oh, that's right. The RO, we had a lot of outside interference in this match. I heard a lot about
0: the match that was not positive.
1: Well, I mean, it was a great match. The the stages were a lot different than what I thought they would be. I expected like half swingers with no shoots at 25 yards. It just didn't, it didn't happen, which was okay. Uh, you shoot what you see and that's all you can do. But, uh, there was some stuff where we were getting a lot of reshoots because the timers weren't working and it was just an interesting, you know, kind of scenario that happened. But, and Daniel was shooting pretty well and Zach was shooting well. So at that point I'm like, all right, I got to, you know, just stay in the game. Right. Because I wasn't shooting the best until like towards the end of the match or that day. And, um, but it was a lot of pressure. So I'm like, all right, I like this. Like, this is, this is what I really enjoy is that pressure. I don't get that a lot because I shoot with my friends too much, right? I, like, the, you know, I
0: mean, I'm
1: turning over a new leaf. I'm going to be positive about Craig. So no, he's
0: awesome, but you're uh, right. Like, you're, you've got the best of the best in a, a zone that does push you. You want to shoot with better. You want to,
1: right. You know, yeah. Right. So like I'll shoot with a lot of my students, which is fine. Like that's, there's I, I really enjoy that part, but there's, it's different, right? Does yeah. that make sense? It's a lot different shooting against somebody like, you know, Max Leagrandis or Justine or Zach or, you know, or Daniel, it was completely different feeling than I've had in forever. I've never shot on a super squad type of feeling like that. So as we're going through this match, day two came around and I woke up like my first three stages were ridiculous. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to win this match. Well, I was down by nine points on day one, day two, I shot really well, but I had some, some issues. I had two reshoots. One of them almost shot an RO. It was really close. I posted the video the other day. It was kind of scary. Well, here was my mistake. I decided to go right away. Oh I, have done that. I should have waited. I didn't realize how much that actually bothered me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I should have waited. So the next, of course, the reshoot, I have end up having a mic. And uh so it, it hurt. But then, you know, the next two stages or three stages, it wasn't um, they were just mediocre. I didn't really it took me a little bit to get rolling again. Then I go to my last stage and I just murdered it, like absolutely destroyed it. I'm like, all right, tomorrow's going to be a good day. Looking at the scores, I'm 25 points down. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to shoot any faster. I'm just going to focus more on the fundamentals. So some of the mistakes I was making on day two is I was sweeping targets. Like I wasn't staying on the target long enough. So I'd get like stupid Charlie and I ended up having one stage where I had a, a no shoot and two mics and the two mics were on targets where your handshakes like but i just swept it just enough right and i watched the video and caught it going to day three and my first stage was just kind of crap you know i I had a mic and i had to go back and make it up on a stupid lean and it took like three seconds it ended up not being worth it but i wasn't leaving with a mic i wouldn't start my day off with a mic right? right whether i win or lose we go further into the match and um I shoot a swinger, and this is a stage win if I don't have them change the score, I shoot uh, Charlie, Delta, and then I shot three. There were three hits on the paper, but it was a swinger that I barely saw, and I had a double Charlie on. So Zach comes up, and um, I'm going to tell you a story about Zach in a minute because it's pretty awesome. So Zach comes up, looks at it. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I didn't call a double Charlie in a Delta. (laughs) Like I was all a blur of Brown and he's looking at it and it didn't look right. Like the Charlie was definitely one and the Delta was definitely one, but that double figure eight touching Charlie, I'm like, "Eh, no way in hell that I put that like that. Right. And he's, he looks at it and finally the lady scores everything. And I looked at him and I said, what do you think, dude? Like, I don't want a bullshit call here. And he looked at, cause it's close. Like, like I'm down 25 points, but Zach was close. And I'm like, I don't want to steal a stage win or, right. or, you know, do anything like that. And, uh, and it ended up being a, I, I took the Charlie Delta because he looked at it. He goes, dude, it doesn't look right. And I said, it doesn't look right to me either. So the lady was like stunned that I told her I wanted the Delta instead of the two Charlie. <laughs> And, and what, the reason I did that, not just because I didn't want the bullshit call, but also the very first stage I shot with Zach, he shoots a alpha delta. I think it was an alpha, alpha two delta, but he shot two deltas and it looked like it was close for a Charlie. Mm -hmm. The guy gave him a Charlie, but didn't even like really look at it. Just assumed it was a Charlie. Zach walks up to it and goes, nah, man, that's definitely a Delta. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. I like this guy. We're going to have a great match. I don't have to sit here and watch for BS or whatever. Yep. So I was like, all right, we're going to play, we're going to play the game. Let's rock and roll. And that was awesome. Like, that was like, I I was like, if this is what the super squad's like, I'm going to like this because I I don't want to chase people's scores.
0: (laughs) I've seen the integrity shooting the Marco shooting Zach, Jr., all of them. And I've done forwards like to the detriment of our scores, but that's how it should be. Um, Yeah. And that that's cool. I mean, he was sharing a lot of the ups and downs. But, and again, I don't, yeah. I wasn't there, so I have no idea, right. but I heard right. a lot of the struggles of the reshoots were yeah. pretty bad, pretty yeah. bad. So, yeah. but I'm glad you guys shot together. So that's pretty right. cool.
1: Yeah. So I was, I was down 25 and I took a Delta. I'm like, like <laughs> oh, dude, I, this is going to suck if I lose because I did that. But I was like, I'd rather lose than be that guy. Right. right. Like, I right. saw some stuff where a lot of people were calling for doubles and I'm just like, I, know. I just, if I cared enough to argue this, I just would, I just, I was just like, I'm not saying anything. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Right. Yeah. So we, we finished that. And then I don't know, I think because I took that Delta, I just, I don't know. I turned it up and I didn't even try harder. I just focused more on the fundamentals And I just started ripping and shooting and just focusing on putting the dot where I needed to put it. And just everything was just more focused. And uh, the pressure was actually the thing that I liked the most because I was like, let's go. Yeah. So I ended up winning the match by 40 points, even with that Delta. So, I mean, what is that? A 65 point swing Insane. in one day. Um, Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Like I walked away from that match. I've never, I never uh, uh, like sit down and, Like I'm never happy about my match, but I actually sat down the very next day or that entire night. And I was just like, dude, I'm proud of you. Like you got your shit together. Like you actually handled that the way you always know you like always have, but it was just, I didn't let anything stop me from just shooting the match. Right. I didn't get frustrated. I, I just, And there was a lot of things outside of my control. Like Zach asked me on day three, after I took the Delta, he's we started talking and and I was like, dude, I'm not even mad about my shooting. Like there's just so much shit going on that has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even mad. Like, I feel like I'm shooting great. It's just like, there's always something that takes away that flow or that rhythm of, you know, the match, but it really was a good match. It just, That outside stuff kind of hurts.
0: It does. Um, I mean, I feel like this too, I'm assuming you're preparing to shoot like world shoe PCC, even though it's push, but those are the guys that you're going to essentially, you know, go up against. So you're in IPSC, you're actually getting to train with them, shoot with them and see what that's like. You'll probably end up on a super squad too out there. You know,
1: I don't think I'm on the team. So here, from what I've been told, they're going to take 20, 21, or I think 21, 22 and 23. Well, and they're going to, or, I think it's 20, 21, 22 and 23 and they're going to drop their worst one well I've only shot PCC which is 22 mm-hmm. this year will be 23 I don't have enough matches huh that's the one thing I will tell you about the world shoot that I've I've noticed it's- that like picking the team kind of sucks because it doesn't matter who the best shooters are at the time right not to say that i'm the best shooter because there's a lot of other shooters that are really really great okay. but it, it doesn't matter if you win nationals or if you're like in the top 5 in the you last have to be two shooting matches for years right right which but. is okay i don't i don't i don't think that's a bad thing but like world shoot this year when they did the world shoot a lot of those guys didn't even like a lot of the newest carry optics guys yeah were not shooting back then right. so they didn't have a chance to get onto that world shoot not to say anything against the guys that were on because that's for awesome sure. you know and i would have been very upset Uh, that those guys didn't get their chance. Right. Right. It's not their fault. Right. That COVID jacked them up. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. But I mean, like, they deserve their opportunity if people don't go or say no, or they can't travel that.
1: Right. Right.
0: eh, Well, I hope it's on
1: my bucket list. If I can make it, you know, I don't, I don't put as much time into the PCC as I used to, but for that I would train my ass off. I, I take, I take those opportunities very serious. Uh, My goal this year is to put every single bit of my energy into carry optics. I want to make a world shoot as a pistol shooter, as a a PCC as well. But I want to earn my spot at at one of those matches. It frustrates me that I I missed out on the opportunity because I didn't even – I didn't know anything about the world shoot when I first started. So my first four years, I could have been working towards that. I had no idea that was something that was real.
0: Yeah. It's still convoluted even on the shotgun side of things. Cause that's what I want to shoot. And like right. talking to them at, um, shot show, I was like, who else is going to shoot shotgun though? Mm-hmm. God, there's not very many of us, but yeah. yeah, you'll, you'll earn a spot. And you're still shooting the Canik. Yeah. Optics. Are you going to yeah. get a steel frame?
1: I don't know. I'm trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to figure out where I go next with that. Okay. I, I, I picked it up at shot show. Um, had some nice conversations about, you know, where I go next with Canic, but, haven't finalized anything still trying to work on that so i've got an email out there too who i hope i need to get to (laughs) to to see if i can finalize that that whole scenario so so
0: cool though those are great great guns and i think they're so underestimated
1: i'm a big fan i um even if i never find the next level of this sport when it comes to sponsorship um you know i shoot what i like so it's that is a benefit of not having sponsorship you can shoot whatever hell you want
0: (laughs) i'm all over the place it's really fun though it's really fun
1: Yeah, I uh, shoot the same guns all the time. Like It's funny because everyone's like, oh, you train, change around. I'm like, yeah, I go from a Da Vinci right. to a Canic to a Canic to a Da Vinci. And then if I shoot an open gun, I'm like, yeah, that's a Franken gun, bro. I don't have money for open. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're also parts. dominatrix with an uh, open gun too.
1: Yeah, I try to be. It's just – that's a gun I need a lot of practice with for sure. It's
0: hard to get the top top on that one. I can't imagine.
1: can't imagine the level. Well, those guys are pretty – listen, it's, it's, it's really hard to beat people who shoot one gun too. Yeah. right yep. like if you shoot one gun uh not to take anything away from nils but one advantage nils has always had is he shoots the same gun in every yep. match he goes to right it makes a big difference um recoil controls the same he knows everything Enterprise, there is to yep, know yep. right he knows everything there is to know. listen listen i don't care what anybody says that that minor feat that he made where he sh- won in minor oh my god that's amazing like that to me was his best win yep. um Definitely because of that. That's very tough. Like this weekend, I looked at my scores with the PCC versus the open guys and I changed them to minor and I won a one high overall. Yeah. Because of major scoring factor. Now, those guys are freaking awesome. Don't, I'm not, I don't want to take away yeah. anything. And and it is different because I don't, I really have a draw like they do. And, and there's a lot of things that they had that I might not have, but it's like, when you look at that major scoring factor, it just really shows how awesome Nils was at limited, For uh sure. limited minor.
0: For <laughs> sure. It's insane. It's pretty he's, crazy.
1: He's it's pretty not crazy. of this
0: world. So no. well, I well, think we'll he
1: really that likes that. He's got that little feather in his cap and he yeah. can just, no matter who talks shit to that guy, he's just like, Hmm limited minor <laughs> <laughs> i like all the beans
0: with uh the future open
1: he literally planted canic as one of the best guns in the world just from that win no, no, people don't even yeah. understand how good he is they're just like that gun i'm like dude like mm-hmm. I could shoot a potato <laughs> canic on the side of it and he probably still win he's good he's very good <laughs>
0: very true it's very oh, true. funny uh well so let's talk about Shacho. so Really cute watching you experience your very first shot show. <laughs> 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 first of all, what made you decide to go to Shot Show this year?
1: Panic. Okay,
0: and then how <laughs> really, really. how long were you planning to go? Like, was this planned? Into- i planned on
1: it. Uh, so i I actually had talked to Craig, my buddy Craig McIlany, about going to Shot Show a year ago because I've always wanted to go. Yep. Um. I have never been to shot show. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I obviously knew that it was a, um, industry show and it wasn't like where you're going to go and buy a bunch of stuff. That, that's not what I went for anyway. Yep. Uh, but the farther I got into the sport and the more driven I was to be sponsored by companies like Canic and and Mark seven and stuff that I people that I was talking to, those are, those were, um, the reasons I went and, and actually what made me go or finalize my decision was JJ Ricasa. So I sat down with JJ, he shoots at my local club and JJ says to me, he, I talked to him about his Beretta sponsorship. Like, how did it happen? You know, all these things, like, how do you get that, you know, at that level you've been shooting 20 years. How did you decide that level? And he was like, you got to go to shot show. He's like, that's where everything happens. He goes, that's where you meet everybody. You meet the people that you need to meet. Um, and I'm not a big email guy. Like I don't really yeah. like just sending out an email and said, Hey man, send me some stuff. Cause that's not what I want sponsorship for anyway. Right. Um, I, I'm real big about, I'm very loyal to companies that I've already dealt with. You stick with them until they give you a reason to not be there. Right. Yeah. And that was one of the things about can't, like I've been shooting them for actually it's funny. Cause Neil says to me the other day, he goes, dude, you've been shooting Canic longer than I have. I, have, and I yeah. didn't even realize that. I didn't even <laughs> realize that. And, um, so, and I have, and I just didn't know that obviously, but, uh, you know, I'm loyal to something that I really like. Right. And, and they really stand for, I really love what they do. Um, same thing with Da Vinci. I've been with them for four years. I didn't even realize it, but I had been shooting a Da Vinci for four years. Yep. I still have the same exact gun that he gave me to prototype. I was looking at my gun. I was like, Oh, that's a prototype. That's a pro-. like, at, I took a picture the other day and posted it with my gun and a new gun. And I'm like, how come his is nice? Oh, that's right. Mine still has like a Sharpie Da Vinci on the side of it, like as a prototype. And Mm -hmm. it's like nothing like the new stuff that he's got now, (laughs) but it's like, I'm very loyal to those. So that's why I went, right. I I went to go meet those companies. I wanted to meet, um, you know, see what it was like and and meet a bunch of different companies that I've been interested in and products. Um, I'm kind of a gun nerd when it comes to products, not so much guns, but I like, you know, like dry fire products. I just, I like that kind of stuff. So, um, That was the main reason I went was to get deal with sponsors.
0: Okay. So summed up, because I'm going to ask a ton of other questions. This is really fun because I experienced it through your eyes, but summed up because a lot of people argue this. Do you think SHOT Show was worth going to?
1: For me? Yes. For me? Yes. Because of what what my goal was, right? My goal wasn't there to go touch new guns. My goal was there to meet companies. And I think that's what SHOT Show is supposed to be. It's for meetings and conversations. It's not just to look at new shit.
0: Right. No, it's building relationships. So it's it's funny how many people are like, oh, shot's no longer the place to be. And I'm like, can you get into shot show? And they're like, well, Mm -hmm. no, it's like, okay, well, that's probably why you're saying that. Right. Um, I've gone for the last couple of years and it blew my mind for me. It was like the most busiest I've ever been, but those relationships and those connections, even with people I've been emailing with, because I would like email introduced now that I have a name and a face and like I have lunch plans in Texas coming out because I finally met the dude in person or whatever it is, is so important. Um, yeah, I I think that was valuable. So watching you run around talking to people, how different were like you and I versus like, I don't know how to say it, like other people in the industry that were not as friendly, excited and energetic.
1: So I think working shot show probably really sucks. sucks. Like if you, if you worked shot show for more than five years, you're probably like, this is horrible, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like at the end of the day, you're not there to enjoy shot show. You're there to people ask a lot of stupid shit, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I was listening to a couple of people and I'm just like, what are you asking right now? Right? Like yep. it, it was, it's, it's different for those guys, right? For us, it's, it's literally, it's, it's a social thing, right? Like I get to go and meet these people and, but I get to walk away. Like yeah. I get to sit down, have a conversation, meet people, talk to them. Uh, it's, you know, I'll tell you it's really funny though. Cause I could see how I would enjoy working shot show. Like if I ever worked for a company. So I was at Canik with Nils and I was, we were talking or actually I was waiting to set up the interview with him for the, uh, the steel frame gun mm-hmm. and he wasn't there yet. And I saw, I, I didn't want to set up my camera in case he had to cancel. Cause I mean, listen, th- he's super busy. Like he's at that table, like the whole time, you know, showing off the guns and having a conversation. So I'm waiting for him and a guy walks up. And he's like, do you work here? Now I'm wearing Tom or shooting Academy. I'm like, no, I said, but I shoot a rival a lot. Um, <laughs> or a canic in general. Cause I, I shot a TP nine SFX before last year. And I said, what would you like to know? And he's like, Hey, my buddy's having a problem with this. That, and I'm like, Oh, okay. I walk over to the steel frame. That happens to be the closest thing. I tear the gun apart. Like I break off the top and, you know, I take the slide off and I'm like, well, it's this, 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 and this, and this. And the guy's like, Wow thanks dude like that's awesome i'm going and i turn around i'm going holy shit i just acted like i worked here <laughs> like uh, mm-hmm. that's the craziest thing it was like i was like i hope i don't get fired or get what am i doing right now <laughs> like, yeah pre-fired well, i like, am not even. I don't even work here i'm getting talking so to this dude. and that it's so hilarious. bad when you
0: talk to some of these companies oh and like you know more than them or not even just that but i've been to places yeah. where like the sales team Bless our hearts. That's our job. But like, I'll right. go to a booth and I'll be like, "Oh, is I won't say like a shooter around that I know. Right. Like, who's that?" And I was like, "I don't know. One of your top athletes." And like, <laughs> "Like, I'm kind of cringing." Right. And I was like, oh, right. "Okay." that's painful
1: Mm. yeah Ah, i mean nobody was around at the time so it worked out good for me that no one heard me saying that i was like all right good like like people were like hey do you got any patches or shirts and i'm like i don't work here bro i guess i was just hanging out a lot you know waiting for nils at the time but i was just like no i don't work here man and i was like i know where they are but i'm not getting them out of that cabinet You know where they are (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay i know you made fun of me i didn't ask for anything for shot show i you know the first year was like weird with that but i i love these pins every year yeah. from because they're my first knife company i've ever ever owned my dad gifted me it anyways they have these little cool every year they change it and kind of like kenzie i do a new patch every year so it's a very like collectible item right but it is cool to see some of the patches i don't know if you saw some of the ridiculous ones that come out of shot show like they're right.
1: So That's I didn't, honestly, I was really surprised. Cause like Craig told me like, go get, get me patches. And I'm like, first of all, dude, I ain't running around getting you a bunch of shit. Like you know should have came. People
0: ask me that. Yeah. I'm not,
1: I'm not, yeah, I'm not carrying that stuff around. Like I, I overpacked like a champ. Cause I didn't know where I was like, I had got a place but i didn't know what kind of place i got and it had like its own laundry washer and dryer i'm like well i would have brought half of what because yeah. i worked out the entire time so i bring all my workout clothes you know so i don't have to wash it and but i was like oh man i had a laundry i could have just taken yeah. half of what i had but i didn't want to bring a bunch of crap home i think i left with two catalogs total for gotcha. the entire thing and they were both knife companies because i was like oh i want to yeah. look in-. that was it that was the only two catalogs i took from the whole place yeah. but man they there were people walking around there with grocery carts full of shit i'm like good lord and that i was like on day three i'm like that has actually been emptied two other days right and they refilled, refilled. it on day refilled. three
0: that's that's the annoying part it's funny like yeah. when people ask me about Chacho, and you make fun of my little leg purse thingy that thing is brilliant hands-free it's better no than a backpack. backpack
1: i, I no might leave-in. have to get one of those
0: i'm telling you i saw a dude at range day with them on but like yeah like people that are pulling mm. around their. did you ever see a wheeled cart did you get hit with one of those
1: no but i saw them i That's just didn't on your get thank goodness so. yeah no i'm not getting that i'll bring no, my no, no. Uh, zuka cart <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i think i'll take my zuka cart with me from now on <laughs> God, no so if you haven't been
0: hit with one though then that's still on your list of things to do is get rolled yeah. over by those um, so i was
1: lucky enough that i brought my camera stuff on day three yeah. uh that i was there because well no, the day two i'm sorry so day one i went in and was prepared to just walk around i had no i got so lost, lost? constantly because i was like Well, what the hell? Okay, 20,000s. I know where that is. That was the easiest one to find. But I was like, all right, well, I need to go to ProShot Products uh, to talk to them. I need to go to the – and I just walked – I spent most of my time on the main floor, which is all the biggest companies. There's a downstairs floor that I still never finished because I stopped and talked to – um Jody and actually some new shooters from New York that I talked to that asked about, you know, getting into matches. So I was like I, I got totally screwed up on the last day. I never even saw what I wanted all the rest of it, but uh it, it's it's overwhelming. Like yeah. that place is over and I saw so many people afterwards online saying they were there and I'm like I'm friends with no that idea. person where the hell were those people <laughs> i ran into
0: like 90 percent of the people i knew and then the 10 percent that i actually wanted to see no of them but i mean like but really wanted to right. see i never you, see. Yeah. I was like i didn't know you guys were there the whole time like i would have yeah. it's so wild how many times you've seen though and like in passing i'll run to the same person like 500 times and then not yeah. once see the other person
1: <laughs> yeah well i learned a lot from you about with the shot show is like the schedule thing like there was so like canic did a if i would not have gone over to canic when I did, I would have never known this, but they did a giveaway at 12 o'clock and three o'clock every single day. I saw Eric Grafell. I met him once because I, I wanted to introduce myself to him because he was coming to my range that week um, to put on a class. So I was like, hey, you know, and I'm in charge of that, the the material and stuff. I said, hey, just want to introduce myself. Pretty cool. Actually, he remembered me. Oh. um when i saw him at the range i was like holy shit eric refell remember me that's pretty interesting like i guess i'm a very annoying person sorry about <laughs> that <laughs> you know I'm sorry about so, that <laughs> so I, I met him that was kind of cool and then he did the class that weekend but um i saw a video the other day with jj and um uh, jj rikaza and eric refell at arms Corps. i was like well shit if i would have known that was going on i would have went over there or scheduled that in but i didn't I, I just never followed a schedule. I just kind of walked around aimlessly. And that was one thing that you taught me was like, listen, if you have a place you have to go, you better schedule it or, or, and actually go there without walking around because you're never going to get there ever. And that was, I learned my lesson there. So that was kind of cool. Um, well, first
0: show and you were doing up and down yeah. the aisle stuff, which I yeah. you get distracted though very hard, like very easily. And then you never make it. And the show goes by very fast. Yeah. Um, shoot, and was- I didn't
1: stay till the last day either. I, I actually left a day early. I probably, I probably didn't need to stay the last day because I was pretty much done. Like yeah. I was after, after three days, I was just like, cool, there I'm eight. done. Yeah. There I'm, I'm like, now I would have liked to have gone earlier to go to the range day. That would have definitely been more of my, th- I'm much that's more of a shooter I than Eric. I am a gear person.
0: So that's where I met Eric. That's where I actually got to shoot the no. rock Island 5.0, by the way don't watch it please but did you see that i ended up in a freaking demo with jj at arm score for 30 minutes i was in the wrong place at the wrong time where i would not have gone then and he needed somebody on stage on stage and his first sentence was like hmm maybe i should have asked you to do this don't fall off the stage kenzie i'm like jj
1: did he give you a waiver like i talked about or no
0: (laughs) but after i was like bro yeah, no. Anyways, carpet, <laughs> boots, like the bag, purse, like thing. Oh, that's awesome. No. That's so
1: awesome. <laughs> no. That's so great.
0: But yeah, for Shado for Newbie, he's like, I download the app, I get all of the booth numbers written down. It sounds silly, but like I I did so many steps. I'm curious about how many steps you did that, the first year. This year, I carved down like twenty thousand by making sure if I had to go somewhere and I wanted to see other stuff that I put those four thousands together. Right. It's like that's your only time, and if you miss it, you're not walking back and forth. Like yeah. you're not doing it. Do you know how many steps I, you had?
1: I didn't even pay attention honestly. That I, I, there was a couple things where I was walking a couple miles and I was just like, well, I haven't even finished half the day yet. So mm-hmm. I was like, it just I, it got to a point where I walked so fast, just trying to cover ground. Yeah. I was going like this like looking left and right. And I was like, not even knowing I was seeing, like I walked by Beretta probably 15 times. It's one of the biggest vendors there, like giant. Right. And I was, so finally I just happened to see uh Jaleese and Justine sitting at the, like at the front of it. And I go, Oh, Hey, how are you guys? I don't know. And I go, Oh shit, this is Beretta. Like, like I found it. I was like, and I walked in there, looked at a couple things, but I was like, I've been by this thing 15 times in the last two days and I've never even once looked in there. So it was kind of, but again, they had more of like walls around theirs. It wasn't as open as some of the other vendors. So you didn't really notice as much. Um, But again, like you said, you have to go look if there's something specific that you want to go see, because if you don't, you, you can walk right by it. Like Terran Tactical had a booth there, but it wasn't under their name. It was under someone else's name. Right. So I stopped by, by. Yeah. Yeah, And actually it's funny cause I didn't even stop by to see Taron tactical stuff. I just saw Zach Smith Yeah. and I wanted to stop by and say hello. Cause I knew we were shooting the next week together. And I was like, Hey bro, how's it going? You know, and, and just say hello. And then I go, Oh, this is Terrence. Like this is all Terrence tactical stuff. I was like, okay, that's cool. And, you know, and, and shot the shit a little bit with him, but with Zach, but I was like, Oh, I didn't eat. But again, if you don't know that yeah. you're not going to go see it. Right. Yeah, you're not sure. just going to randomly walk up and find that stuff. It's very difficult to just find things unless you have specific goals to be there
0: yeah and so like i want to talk about not um shooters necessarily but people in the industry like people like you and me that are creating content or teaching or having events or whatever it looks like how do you approach companies maybe like not cold turkey necessarily but you know not let's say not a canic you don't know anyone there we went up and made friends with pof like by making fun of their gun you know that's pretty
1: cool (laughs) but that was a
0: lot of fun how can you recommend people like, what do you recommend people to like to do? I guess, talking to people, strangers, connecting, talking. I know it's, it's easy for you and I, I'm just trying to figure out how to like lay a game plan for people to do what we do. So
1: the, so the first thing I would recommend, and this is something that I, I learned this first thing is I learned from JJ was they're never going to approach you. It doesn't matter if you're the greatest shooter in the world, they're never going to approach you. It's, it's almost like a pride thing. Right? Like it, you have to go talk to them. They're not going to just search you out. Now, that being said, there are some times that that does happen, but the majority of the time, if you want sponsorship, you have to go get it. Right? Just like you have to, you want to win, you got to go get it. It doesn't just fall into your lap. Yeah. Okay. Somebody's gun broke, but they're going to kick your ass the next five times. Right. So fine. But at the end of the day, you have to go ask for it. Tip number two, and this is probably more important than anything else. Okay. Well, I guess there's two things there. Be yourself. Don't be a fake son of a bitch because if you're fake, you're done. It doesn't take much to catch on to a fake person. And you have to understand how many people come up to these companies and go, can I get a free sticker? Can I get a free patch? Can I get a free gun? Can I get a free this? It should never be about free anything. Don't get me wrong. That is the entire point of sponsorship. If you're going after sponsorship, a discount code, okay, for every USPSA, three gunner, IPSC, everyone a discount code is not a sponsorship just so you know again i'll say this again because i i hate this in our sport a discount code is not a sponsorship okay going on now stop asking for free things that's the first thing like my number one goal to go up to canic was not to ask for a free gun I want to grow my business and their business together. You want to know the easiest way it is for me to go up to ask somebody about being partners is I already own their product. Correct. I didn't just walk up and go, give me a free canic. I own two, four of these guns that I don't did. I didn't have to buy. It's because I enjoy the product that that would be something else. Now, again, you're talking to somebody who hasn't even been sponsored yet, but I can tell you already, just talking to sponsors, everybody wants free shit. right everybody wants free shit there were people that were coming up and asking for stickers and patches and t-shirts at some of these companies and they never even looked at the product i'd be like get get out of here like get get out it's like i'm not even giving you a free sticker like you're not even looking at my product it uh, but i get it i get it not everybody is like me and not everybody thinks about companies like that but i own a business right i own a company i understand what it's like to to want to be to 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 have value in your business, right? Like it's when people come up and don't value what you do, it sucks. So yeah. as a company, I'm not going to, I'm not going to invest in somebody who doesn't invest in me first. Right. Exactly. No, and it's not just buy product. It's, it's just talking about their product, right? Like I sell Canics and don't even know it. I have people ask me about my Canic constantly. I have people that, that ask me about how to, how to make their Canic work I could be like, screw you. I'm not paid by Canik. I'm not paid by this company. No, I go, Hey, this is how my gun works and why it works. Boom. Done. It took me five minutes to be nice to somebody. Yep. Yep. Right. But there's a lot of guys that want free shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. A lot. And then the value thing, it's like, if you're going up asking what you can get, then you're the wrong person for it. So you're going up asking, how can I help you and add more value to your brand? But I preach that, um, yeah. Oh, I would be sponsored by them. I was like, cool. Do you own their product? Run their product? Post about it? Right. Share their stuff? Do stuff that's free for you? Right. Adding it to your story, like you said, recommending it to somebody else, letting right. someone shoot that gun—that adds right. value to a company.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think the hardest, the hardest thing for a company, in my opinion, I mean, especially since I'm now in the industry with a business, is it's very hard to track sales. Yeah. Like, and I said to Nils, I talked to Nils about this. I said, man, I said I know I have sold a dozen canics. Yep. in the last three, four months. Right. I know I have before yep. the steel frame came out and it was even known. I sold a shit ton of mechanics because everybody's like, Oh man, that gun runs Da da da. whatever. And I told him, I said, but how do you know that I sold those? Right. That's the problem in the industry really at the end of the day is it's very, very difficult to track what you sell. I said to Nils, just, I looked right at Nils. He's won every national championship. And I said, dude, how many guns do you sell? He's like, I don't know. I go exactly. I said, but if you don't think that you didn't sell a shit ton of guns after you won every
0: nationals,
1: (laughs) you're crazy. It's funny
0: because I use his name when people ask me what guns do you recommend to get started or whatever, and and a good price point. And I was like, Mm -hmm. of course, most people go with their Glocks. Some people have the money for HKs, whatever. And I'm always canic. And here's why it's not because I'm not sponsored by them, but I'm like, here's why Nils won all of these (laughs) with a plastic gun with minor power factor. I've probably used that a million times. I was like, Hey Nils, you, you made those sales technically just by improving it. Yeah.
1: Well, and they have to, and I mean, the the most important thing in our sport is reliability. And that thing is so reliable that I just. And again, I know people talk a lot of trash about plastic guns, but I mean, listen, they've run and they, and there's a lot of things you can do to make them unplasticy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can add weight weigh here, yep. you can add some weight here, add some weight there, uh, or you could buy the S now the, the Canik S has come out and it's going to change our sport. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be the number one gun in our sport. I will be amazed if I don't see that gun take over like many other metal guns that i've seen it's going to take over our sport just because of the trigger alone i mean when people understand that you have a single action trigger
0: yeah
1: yeah you know a striker fired gun that you come up and go click it's over it's like oh i just shaved a quarter of a second off my time i didn't have to like squeeze a trigger and hope to and drop drop the hammer and hope to god it doesn't go bang and all these different there's a lot of different things that are advantages to that firearm you know
0: because that's the first thing that everyone changes out of any stock firearm 100%. Any stock firearm. And I haven't touched my rival trigger. I wouldn't touch the steel frame trigger. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I actually just had a guy ask me about, uh, he's like, listen, I'm tired of tinkering around with my open gun. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> He's like, I'm just so done. He goes, I want to get into, uh, I think I'm going to do carry optics. He goes, I can't afford two new open guns. He just doesn't like the one that he has. And, uh, he was like, I would not buy a backup gun. He was like, I definitely need two guns for the open. So he didn't want to go into uh, a 2011 because of the cost. He's like, I'm not going to spend another 10 grand to get two new guns or even possibly more, which what? is usually how it works. And, uh, he was like, so what do you think? I was like, bro, I, I will never ever talk you into anything else but a can <laughs> and he started laughing he goes well i kind of knew that was the answer that's why i called you he's like what do you think about the steel frame and i said honestly i think it's going to change the division i think yeah. i really do i think it's going to be the gun and uh he was like all right where do i get to i'm yeah. like all right i said uh, i'll send nils a message and i'll find <laughs> out if they're where you live yet and i was like because <laughs> i don't know right um, and nil's not the best person at texting people back, just so that's out in public, he's so
0: plus so. he's, so busy, bless his heart. he's i try to health. I'm trying
1: to get him to sell guns and he won't even text me back It's not like I'm asking for some shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he's busy full time um, I mean he does that full time, which yeah. is neat. um The other stuff I want to talk to you about too is like the content creation. I know not just at shot show but just in general where. You and I have the same hours and days, so does everyone else listening to this. And people are like, well, you're lucky or you're special or blah, 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 right? Because you have this empire, whatever it is, right? And I laugh because I'm like, we have the same hours. I've done the same thing. It's taken me bajillion years. How simple is it for us to use our phone, to use our laptop, to make a five-second video? I mean, you showed me your little drop with the Mark 7.
1: (laughs) I think, I think the problem is, is people have a lot of bullshit excuses, period. Like they just have a lot of excuses. So I, I want, I'll, I, I have talked about my background a little bit, but not a whole lot. So I'll, I'll put a little bit more out there on this. I started, I worked for a ca- for the County, right? I was, I worked in parks department when I was younger. Um,
0: You're parks and rec nerd.
1: I was. I was. So it it was terrible, by the way. So but you know, you would I would mow the grass, clean bathrooms, you know, I just needed to get into the job, right? Because it's very hard to get into those type of jobs. Well, I hated it, right? It's not my style of job. I I wanted to be. It was one of those things where like, when you walk in the very first week, they're like, slow down, you're working too hard. I'm like, this isn't gonna do me. I'm not gonna do well here. I'm not that type of person, right? So I go into the, I get out of that. I work five years to go into uh, like mosquito control where I got to go and work. And like, I thought I was going to do like, you know, take care of mosquitoes and be more of like a brainiac, which I'm an idiot. So I was kind of like, all right, cool. Like I can figure out how to dump chemical into water. I'll just, I won't even need to measure. I'll just go glug, glug, glug. And there it is. So I go into the job and it ends up becoming like a a manual labor job where you're all I was doing is like plucking trees out of, it was the dumbest job ever. Right. (laughs) So I get out of that job, or I get so frustrated with them telling me that we're going to fire you all the time. Right, this is when the economy was getting ready to take a, a dump, and I didn't know this at the time. Yep. Um, Obama was president, and I didn't realize we were going to have a recession coming up. So I quit that job. I started working as a contractor. I st- I never worked for anyone else. I just watched videos, read books, and I put I was good with my hands. I could figure out anything if I just put my hands on it. It just it, even if it took me longer. <laughs> So I went in and uh, I started a construction company and I worked from, uh, I got, I got to work at five 30 and left at three and worked from three o'clock to 10, 11 o'clock at night in people's homes until I got finished. And I did that for over a year and a half to start my business. Well, then the economy takes a trap, a dump, right? So I worked wherever I could to make money, restaurants, any, what a terrible lifespan that was, but worked in restaurant, anything, just, just to keep money coming in the door. Then construction picked back up and I murdered it. Right. My, and the funny part is, is when I didn't know how to do something, I would just pay somebody, whatever I would, whatever their bill was like, let's just say, I'll never forget this job. I had a window that had to be closed in with stucco guy told me 600 bucks. I said, okay, cool. Took the $600, gave it, told the customer it's going to be $600 to fix it. He came and fixed it. And I stood there and watched him. So I paid $600. I made zero money, but I got an education. Yeah. And then I did every window after that I could make money doing it. Nice. Right. So again, I, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. So but I learn. I, I pay attention. I I'm I'm smart about like those kind of things. Yep. So when I got into this sport, I focused so much on the details because that's what my whole life has basically been, like construction, all that stuff was details. Mm-hmm. So when I got into this sport. Dwayne Spires, my buddy Dwayne was like, dude, you got to go farther into this. Like you're really good at coaching and you're amazing at explaining it. Da, 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 da. So I started small. I just started with my phone and I'll never forget the video that he made me do to kind of start my business was horrendous. Like I, it was so choppy. He's like, all right, well tell me what you, what the business is and this and that. And I I'll never forget. I still have the video and I think it's even on my, I still use it. It's, it's me. I would talk and then you'd hear, okay, going to uh, And it's chopping where he's constantly having to chop my stupid butt up because I couldn't get like the whole phrase out. So it was terrible. And then I go back and I watch all my old videos and I still have some of them because the content's there, but my, I couldn't talk. Like I couldn't get, I'd have to chop it up because I didn't understand how I was just talking to the camera. Mm -hmm. But really I'm talking to a person is the way I look at the camera. It's just like talking to you right now. And uh, so I'm just banging out video after video. And I noticed it got better and better and better. And then I got into a video um, course. There was a video course where I think it was like, I don't know, six or 700 bucks for lifetime access. They had all the videos about how to run a camera, the kind of cameras that they were using. And it wasn't an infomercial, it was just these, like they went through all the different cameras and things like that. So I took all of my money that I made in this business because I was still doing construction at the time. I took every bit of money that I made making videos, selling my insider circle, everything went back into the business for the first year. Yep. Everything I bought two cameras, two lenses. And uh, guys, I don't think you understand lenses just the are- lens uh-huh. alone is 2,800 bucks. Yep. If yep. you, Again, to me, it's about quality. Yep. It's always been about quality. I will spend the money. If it's, even if I don't make money, I'm not putting a shitty product out there. Yep. I just, I refuse. So the new phones are, are just as good as a $2,500 camera. Yep. It's insane. So I would start there. That would be the first thing I would start with is just start with your phone and then just talk to your damn camera. If you have something that's very interesting, people will listen to it. There are some terrible content creators, terrible content creators out there in our industry and they still get views, right? It's because not everyone likes everyone's style. So you're always going to have a different view or vision out there. But the easiest thing is just keep going. Like being finished is better than perfect. I used to do videos and if I didn't like them, I'd be like, Oh no, no, no. I can't send it out. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm this thing's going to sit here for another year. I'm never happy. So I got to get it out there and let the content be what it is. Right. And that's where I, that's, what's changed for me. That's what, where you really have to start. You just have to go with it. Self-doubt is a bitch. It is self-doubt is is a bitch in this sport, In in our sport, in videoing everything, you have to just go, go with it right and learn youtube is your friend in many many ways when it comes to videoing if you don't want to spend the money to go on a program you go on you can learn i learned how to edit on youtube like i learned how to edit on youtube then it takes talent right after you learn how to edit and you know what the buttons do you have to see the video like that's something that i can't give you you got to see the. you got to understand like i've done a couple of videos with shooting that I don't know if anybody appreciates, but it's a shit ton of work and you got music behind it and you got oh. different angles and, and stuff like that. But it's like, well, no and one cared about have, that one. It's <laughs>
0: have have like a creative mind too, but I mean, you don't have to, right. But there right. is a point where you have to know like the scenes. So like I, it sounds silly, but I have done a, I have a whiteboard, I have two whiteboards and I whiteboard like, okay, these are the things I need from this angle. 100%. I need, we need to cover X, Y, Z. And I did yep. that horrible video, by the way, on, on the Smith & Wesson competitor. Cause I had that, but. I got all the key features that you would want into the frame. Um, Yeah. And like get a tripod, something that's really cheap. You could use a little tiny 3 prong tripod. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so, there's so many tools out there and there's just so many excuses as well, but the dumbest people are making content.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The two most important things uh, with a video guys is, is this, yeah. Well, I guess there's really only one that the, the audio. Yes. Oh my God. The audio. I have done podcasts where I won't put them out there because somebody's audio is so horrendous. Um, Instagram Live is not a great product for podcasts. I hate those. Like I try to not go on those because it's shitty no matter how you do it um, it, audio is very, very important. It, if you can sit down and listen to somebody, have a conversation, it's way better than listening to someone. It's like, okay, that's it. I'm out. You know, I'm done. Like this dude's internet just wiped out. I'm done. Right. That was like, really
0: impressive.
1: I've heard that on many audios that I'm just like, end of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it sucks because the content could be really great, but if you don't put the effort into, and honestly, there's no excuse for mics now. Like I have a DJI mic that I – it's a little – you literally take it out of the charger and you can actually take the other uh, transmitter and put it on. You don't even have to have an extra lav mic and you can run your whole video off of that. You can actually connect them to your phones now where it's automatically synced up to the video. You don't have to do any editing at all. Yep. Um, it, you can edit everything off your phone. I yep. don't like it. It's it's not as well as it's not as good. But I edit a lot of videos. Almost all my shooting videos that I do of stages are from my phone. Yeah, yeah. Because they're already there, yep. right? I just cut. I cut all the crap out of it. That's another thing. Don't waste people's time when you're doing videos. Um, if there's a gap where you're going, oh, what am I going to say? Uh, get rid of that. Right? Okay. No one wants to hear that shit. I want to be. You know, again, you you have what ten seconds to keep people in uh, interested in your video,
0: or. You do what YouTube – what you need to do on YouTube is cut it and have the titles of, like, here's where you learn how to take apart this. Right. Here's where you do this right. because you yeah. – if you're consuming content and you're skipping to the part that you need, right? You don't need the right. whole video. Right. You want this. Do the exact same for the people following right. you or listening to you. Yeah.
1: Right. It's important. It takes more work. But, That's I mean, good. listen, what are you doing it for? If you want to do this for a career, you want to do this for a living – Or even if you just want to put a better quality product out there, you got to look for those little things because that's what people appreciate. You know, there's, there's videos that I watch that I'm just like, Oh, nope, I'm not watching this takes too long to find what I want. Um, and then there's some videos that are really good out there and you're watching the whole thing. You know, it's, um, so like myself podcasts. I've cut my podcast down to an hour because everybody's telling me basically like, dude, you're three hour Joe Rogan podcast for too long. And I'm like, I get it. Like, unless you have the crazy passion that I have for this, I don't want to sit down and listen to Tom Castro talk for three hours either. Right. So I break them up. Now, if I do a, like Nils, I had a two hour podcast with Nils yeah, and, uh, I broke it into two. You know, it's fun. okay. I'll tell this story because I haven't, I didn't really say this out loud. Because uh, I actually went up to Nils at Shot Show and we were, I was like, dude, your podcast was really good. Cause I always go back and listen to them. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing a podcast like this, you don't actually remember half the shit you talk about, right? Cause you're just going through subjects and you're just having a conversation. So I listened to the podcast and I was like, dude, there was a lot of great information in there. Again, I'm thinking educational wise is the way I look at the podcast. And Nils kind of opened up a little bit, which was nice because he doesn't – he's very reserved most of the time. Like he's super cool if you get to know him, but he doesn't like just let it all hang out, right? So we're talking and I i don't know how many times I said to him in the podcast that I eliminated from the podcast, like, all right, man, I'll let you go, bro. I like, this is my last question. Like, cause I didn't want to hold him. Right. Like I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know if there was a time limit for him or he's just yeah. like, all right, this is going horribly or what. So I'm just like, okay, man. Uh, like, uh, thanks for coming on. Like, dude, he's the multinational champ. He doesn't need my podcast. Right? right. So, and, uh, he's just like, finally, he went on for another hour after I thought he wanted to get off, like, or I didn't want to hold him. I should say yeah. not that he he tried to get off. But I told him at the thing. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I just want to let you know, like, I didn't want to like rush you off the podcast. I just didn't want to hold you. And he's like, right. yeah, you said like we were done like 15 times. Was like, yeah, don't worry. I edited all those out. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. I'm like, Oh my God. I asked him to leave again. I asked him. To leave <laughs> no, no,
0: it
1: yeah. was freaking hilarious. It was so funny. Cause he was just like, I think he understood, like I didn't want to hold him, Yeah. but he was like, yeah, let's go, baby. He told me, he's like, I didn't look at the time. I he didn't look at the clock once. I was like, all right, oh. I did a good job. If you don't get bored and That's you awesome. can stay on there, then that was pretty awesome. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I so. mean, you wouldn't think some of the people, that's what I love about the industry though. Some of the people that you're like, I'm afraid to ask or afraid to right. have like your time. Cause you know what the value is of that. You right. do. I think yeah. you can, like, get that more than most. You can't get back time. So yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. I think you've got a little man crush on, on Nels. Uh, I,
1: I appreciate, I just watched him a lot, right? Okay. I've not, I noticed a lot of his career. i watch a lot. I, I admire a lot of what he's done. I also admire that he is not one of the, um, he is not a very well-known shooter. Like yeah. everyone thinks they, everyone can say they know like Nils was great. Like, honestly, he's not like, if first thing comes up is JJ, Christian silent, right? Those are the, I would say those are the most popular names just because Nils is very quiet. I know. Like he don't talk a whole lot. Right? Like and I don't does. mean like, yeah. I mean, he's not on video a lot. But yeah. I think he's starting to change that so that, you know, again, and also it is that I've recently talked to him a lot so that I, you know, our conversations have happened recently. That's probably why I talk about him quite a bit.
0: <laughs> he's very funny. He's very, very funny. And that's he's awesome,
1: man. This. It's it's yeah. a lot of fun to hang out with him. So,
0: so I have, one show more. Was fun. Good. I have one more thing that I want to ask you, cause it's been important for both you and I, um, is talking about nutrition and working out and also just like physically eating better preparing for matches i know we eat like shit at shot show a little bit but in the general course of life how has that improved your shooting and what are you doing what what recommendations do you have for other people as well
1: so it's changed my life completely um i didn't really think i was making as many gains as i am until i just shot a 30 stage match (laughs) um day three i felt like i hadn't even shot yet i felt amazing um I'm kind of a maniac about stuff. Like when I get like really obsessive, I get kind of obsessive oh, about things you? when I'm, uh, yeah, when I, especially when I start seeing results, like I get, I jump in 100% and the working out thing, like I make it a priority now. So every day at SHOT Show, I worked out Which every insane, day
0: because you're doing 50,000 yep. steps in a couple of yep. days and you're just trying Didn't to work matter. out on top of it. Didn't
1: matter. I worked out every single day at, at SHOT Show. I, I hit that gym that they offered at that place. And I, and I busted my ass in there. Cause I was like, all right, even though I'm walking, I'm going to eat like shit. So, and I, that's something that's changed for me a lot is, and actually I just made a mindset Monday in my, uh, in my insider circle about perfection. I have had to let that go yep. and it hasn't been easy because you know, everybody strives for perfection, but there is no such thing as perfect. It, 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 there's no such thing. It, it, you can just, I've started to enjoy the journey of perfection or like trying to be perfect, but like, yep. I ate like shit at SHOT Show. I left there disappointed as hell about my diet. But when I got home, I immediately got back to it. And I was like, oh, I feel great. Like, I'm not even mad. Like, I, I got to eat. I guess if I would have really enjoyed the food at Vegas, it wouldn't have felt as bad. But there was just a lot of shitty shit. Like, not even stuff where I'm like, oh, this is so good. No, it was junk. I know. Um, so I got home. I went right back to it. Started working out again. I leave and go to um, A-M. the Pan Am and I bring my weights with me. And I worked out in the garage like a maniac. Like I'm like Patavan's there. Christina, everyone's laughing. And I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I'm I want, I'm gonna keep this going. Right. And I ate healthy the entire time I was there until we had two dinners. We had two dinners that we went out and oh. just kind of hung out, ate like shit those two dinners. But I came home, instantly worked out on Monday and ate got back to my diet.
0: There you go.
1: Right. So the diet is really, really important, but the working out has changed everything for me because I can physically stay, stay there. Yep. Um yep. What do I do for working out? I do a lot of cardio-based workouts. Like a lot of my workouts I do a shit ton of kettlebells. I really enjoy kettlebells. There's a lot of rotation, a lot of uh a lot of stuff that we do in this sport. So like when you sl- throw a kettlebell, you know, down, it makes you rotate and you're doing a lot more core stuff. Uh I do a lot of that. A lot of kettlebell stuff. Um and I oh it's exercise after exercise. I I don't do any like real bodybuilding stuff. Yeah. Um it just it I I'm more Physically, based on what I do for a sport, like, like a for movement. a living, stop and yeah, it's all move- I don't do awesome. a lot of uh, um I don't do a lot of running, right? it really hurts, right. it beats me up really, really bad, so I don't do a lot of running, like my cardio is walking, I walk two miles before I work out, and then all my cardio goes into the weights, the awesome. weight workout awesome. so yeah, it's been big, nutrition has been big, actually, speaking of nutrition, I noticed I was one of the few people that didn't get sick leaving a uh, shot show. I actually came out of it unscathed. So not unlike me, you, I'm
0: always, always, <laughs> always. I think I'm gonna have to figure out my body. I don't know, yeah. but I actually did pretty good all all week. Besides the stupid lunches of salads, there.
1: I just think the problem with shot show in general, just so and the reason why everybody gets so sick is because they're touching everything.
0: Touching everything, right?
1: Like I didn't touch a lot of guns. I didn't touch a lot of gear. I just that wasn't what I was there for. Like I'm not. Like a lot of the guns are the same. There. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a lot, there. ARs, yeah. a lot of ARs, a lot of ARs. i like, oh, look, another but AR rifle. Like,
0: <laughs> I was there. Let's see, four plane rides, eight days, barely little sleep, and then I went to Browning yes. Day, Sig Day, regular range day, which was yes. twenty-five mile per hour wind. <laughs> yes. it's hard. It it is. It's hard. it's because
1: of how long you were there. That that's definitely yeah. part of it as well. Because there are people that go there for the long haul and never rest. They go out and party afterwards. Like I, I totally was old man in it. I I went to the shot show, you went out to that. dinner, and went to bed. You can do that.
0: I still I slept a lot and went to bed, but I'm 30 single and you have to, I've said this before. When you were in my position, you don't have a choice. Married kids. Fine. You won. <laughs> you can go to bed. You're like, you're lucky. I would love to be here. Yeah. I saved, Married, uh, uh, I man. saved some
1: money and some, um, some heartache. I'm sure the next day. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't, I don't, I'm not a gambler. Didn't gamble. Yeah. Like so many, nope. I hate Vegas.
1: Didn't spend a single dollar. I was like, I even brought a couple hundred bucks. Like, Oh, maybe I'll throw some nope. old lady slot machines in there. Didn't and I didn't it. touch them. I was crazy. I'm in proud. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> didn't i it. didn't go into i didn't actually stay at the casino that helps as well
0: that does that, that does. helps still, as well. i actually wanted to and i hate it but i want to do the slots i think they're fun but didn't. yeah do that.
1: yeah but um, you know you've got stuff to do you're busy you're crazy yeah. busy at shot show
0: it was good though it was a good yeah. time it was um, fun. it's like a family reunion there's a lot of people though at shot show too that you don't meet ever really in matches at events yeah. they're in different sports but they're still in our industry and they're good people so it is yeah. nice to, to do that but anything else we've covered a lot. Um, or did you want to leave any uh, tips on like that nutrition for other people or like what you would recommend for them?
1: So the thing with nutrition is you have to be accountable to yourself. And if you can't be accountable to yourself, find someone that will hold you accountable. I hired a nutritionist, not because I didn't know what the hell to eat, but because I was never sticking to a diet. Uh, the diet was definitely my weakness thing for sure. I was terrible about, what i would eat i was like oh something in a bag nice and easy nice and convenient now i wake up every morning i make food uh actually when i go to the range now i make food where depending on where you're at if if you have a hotel it's a different scenario but the Airbnbs, like every day that for all three days that we shot i brought lunch with me to the range yes they had range food yeah no go so i bring i also eat throughout the match all day long so i eat uh, like in the morning, I'll give you a good example of my diet. And it's the same every day guys. So it's very simple. I ate two cups of egg whites and a bagel, no seasoning, no butter, no honey, a cinnamon raisin bagel period done. Then the my next meal, which is three hours later, I eat two tablespoons of peanut butter, a protein shake and two bananas. Boom. That's three hours. The next three hours I eat chicken and rice After that, I eat, I'm supposed to eat oatmeal, but if I can't get to the oatmeal, I do uh, two scoops of protein powder and two bananas. Then I eat steak, a little bit of rice and broccoli or asparagus for dinner. Boom. Every single day. And I've lost 35 pounds since last January. Oh yeah. Congrats. And all it is, is just being consistent. It's, it's, it's so easy to do this. It's just consistent. And then when I miss something, I don't quit, I don't get pissed like I used to. I just go, it's all right, go right back to it. 99% of the time is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for hundred percent of perfection, I'm looking for 99% of the time. And I do supplements, right? I take vitamins, uh, vitamin C, I go outside and get lots of sun, obviously my purple face right now. It's but so uh, yeah, That's I nice. do, That's I go how outside. We are. If yeah. you're watching the video,
0: <laughs> literally the scale of white to brown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just goes across like, so mine has not been colored yet, Hers is like, is a uh, raw video. Mine is pre-vit. Mine is colored video. <laughs> That's actually what it looks like guys. The raw video is more of a, a grayish color and a white girl. And I'm the darker version of the color grade. percent.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't see that now. You're
1: so dark. So actually everybody needs that. That's another video tip is a uh, color grade your stuff. Don't just use what the phone gives you. Cause it usually looks like shit. <laughs> That's what I think Kenzie's going to learn how to color grade after this and fix her, f- fix her video. I like <laughs> <laughs> well, Only- I mean, you have been in your house sick for almost two weeks, right?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So
1: that tends to happen if you don't go outside do. and get sun, girl. You're gonna you're gonna look a little pale.
0: To be fair, too, I don't understand this 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 year in Tennessee. I know your parents are up here. There's Very been dark. no sunshine. Yeah. yeah, for like I don't know, two weeks. It's been snow, rain, yeah. snow, rain,
1: black. Yeah, right right before Christmas, my parents said that it rained for like three weeks straight. Like you couldn't drive oh in the grass. You would get stuck. It was bad. That was like three weeks. That's a long time to get a lot of rain like that because they live out in the middle of 20 acres. So it doesn't go anywhere. Ew. It just sits on their land and, you know, and drains out. Drop. And they're like, oh, my goodness. And then we got snow in Christmas time. That was nice. So it was kind of cool to be there Jealous.
0: for that. Jealous. Every year I leave for Christmas, it's a tradition. And then it snows while I'm in Florida.
1: <laughs> well, it's been really nice here, man. I'm telling you what, we've had some great weather. Um, this yeah. weekend was really, really nice. It, I think day three was the first day we had like real sun, but it was yeah. pretty cool on, uh, well, oh, actually, the sh- uh, actually the shoot off was the only time we really had sun. Everything else was it was kind of cool and breezy, but it was nice to shoot in. Yeah, to so see
0: you guys uh, in pants was a little weird. I was like, huh? It must yeah, be- <laughs> I
1: don't. Yeah, I don't wear pants. I wear compression. I can't shoot in pants. I struggle. Like it's just like anytime I try to move, I just feel like somebody's tying my legs together. It's just I just hate it. So I just wear those compression pants. Um, which helped my legs. So another yeah. tip, I, um, uh, the compression pants or compression sleeves on your calves, as long as we, as much as we're running around and stuff, it just helps my blood flow a lot. So
0: love it. Cool. Well, we talked about a ton of stuff. How can people find your website, um, your social media? And then what are some maybe like classes that you have coming up that people can sign up for?
1: Ooh, you got the class conversation now. Oh, Hold yeah. on. I'll, I'll pull up. I got to pull up the phone, even though I hate doing this on a podcast, but I'll pull up the phone so I can, uh, <laughs> get those correct, but I can talk and do this at the same time. Hopefully. Um, the, the website is tcsacoaching.com. That is my website. I have online, uh, digital content. I have actually recently this year, I've broken up a lot of stuff. I used to have kind of like it all in one section or like specific sections and I kind of broke it up. So now I have a section with just PCC stuff. Um, Then I have a shooting foundation area, which is like basically anything that has to do with foundational stuff, your draw, your grip, any kind of videos like that. Um, I have a movement section that I do just movement in because, and I hate breaking that up from the shooting foundation part because fundamentally I think movement is part of our sport. Yeah. So like I'm a big movement guy. If you struggle with movement, not a bad coach to come see because I like to do movement stuff. Um, it, it to me, it's to me, it's something that we see. Or I don't see a lot of people coaching, yeah. right? Specifically, I see a lot of people coaching the gun stuff. But if you really want to get good at this sport and still suck at shooting, learn how to move. It's it's big. Movement is really really big. You can shoot a shit ton of Charlies and win. <laughs> yeah, if you're fast and you can learn to move, so. So I have—I'll uh, give you my class schedule. So I have a class in February 23rd and 24th, which is very close in California, um, Pennsylvania, 15th and 16th of July, Louisiana, February 18th and 19th. Actually, I need to start pushing that class. That class has been a little bit light. Covington, Georgia, 11th and 12th of March, Illinois. I'll see you there. And By What's the way,
0: that? I won't be in your class. I'll be shooting the Ladies' Invasion at the same range, the same date. So
1: on the Georgia class? On the Georgia it's one?
0: It's March 11th and yes. 12th two-day Dang. shooting match and you're
1: oh you're- that's right actually i think i remember talking to andreas about that saying that they have a ladies thing that uh, won't affect because they were worried about if i could get the date so yeah uh texas class may 27th and 28th Belton, south carolina 10th and 11th i'm very disappointed you're not coming to that match by the way i know you have other things but june 15th and 16th in california again so cool those are the classes I have scheduled right now, but I've, I've got a couple that I, I think I'm going to get one in Michigan in August or September. I have two different dates. I just have to look, um, about those. And I think that's it for right now, but I got, I'm just trying to pack them all in every weekend. seems like it's gone. Yeah, it is. not. Uh, nuts. Gone. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. I schedule yeah. my
0: entire year out in advance and it's really cute when people are like, Hey, want to hang out, blah, blah, blah. And my mom, <laughs> same thing. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, Haha, Yeah. where, where are we looking at 2024? Cause maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is really tough uh, for yeah. me because it's usually travel days and then I'm coming back Monday. So it's like, what? Well, wait, I'm already into the next week. Um, I started coaching my kids basketball team. Aww. It's fun, but not fun. Right. Like I, I want I love spending time with him. But then I'm like coaching kids that I'm just like, just run. I'm tired <laughs> of hearing your bullshit. Just run like, you know, like. Stop with the excuses. I'm just not a good excuse guy. You're not a kid
0: person when it comes to like, yeah, they're. No,
1: I am. I am. I don't cuss at them like I do adults, but. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But they're, they're excuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: not. They have lots of excuses. Like I have a couple girls on my team. Like I have three girls on my team and I have daughters, right? So I have three girls on my team and there's like this one little small, I mean, man, she's so little, but she's so feisty. I love her. She's so feisty, right? And, um, But you put all three of the girls together and like two of the girls just can't stop talking like together. And I'm like, you go over there and you go over there. I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, I don't need to be here. Like, I, so the other yesterday they were talking too much. I said, all right, we're going to run. No, I'm like, run, let's go running. (laughs) And guess what? They stopped they talking. Went. It worked. They stopped talking. They can't
0: talking. breathe and talk. So. Uh, yeah. Well, they'll I find a way. My call <laughs> coach did that to me. My full name is McKenzie, obviously. Um, you won't be surprised. He nicknamed me Motormouth Mouth McKenzie. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't, I, I, I hate when people do that though. Cause I don't, I don't mind talking. Right. Obviously I'm a talker, yeah. but it's just like, you have to be tactful in that Like when you talk and this that's the thing. Softball that the kid, at like yeah. eight, No,
0: 17, oh. 16 years old. Yeah, no. yeah. So
1: that's messed up, man. That's, that's <laughs> child abuse. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: I loved all of my softball coaches. They were a blast. Yeah.
1: That's good though. That's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, it's good to give people a hard time and as long as it's in good spirit and, and you're supposed to enjoy that, man, it's because it, sure. it makes it miserable. If your coach is just being a dick, yeah. And doesn't give you a nickname, you know, he's just being a <laughs> dick. So, if he gives you a nickname, he probably likes you, right? Yeah, like, mostly, if you're abused, yeah. you got a nickname,
0: right. or people give you shit, they like you. And then I'm yeah. worried when they don't, and right?
1: Like, my best friends are like the ones me. that are, I'm like, did people, anybody hear me talk to them? They're like, that guy hates him. I'm like, that's my best friend. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what I love. Oh, it's terrible. I have awesome. such a jerk to my friends. I'm like, i so I talked to Craig the other day. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I I, I got to watch how I talk to you. <laughs> like, he started. He's like, "Well, it's okay," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't like it, so I'm going to fix it." And then I go, "You suck," <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> he started laughing. So awesome. you know, thick skin, um, baby, thick skin.
0: Yeah, you got to have thick skin. for yep. sure. And yep. anything you do, but
1: for yep. sure, the especially the shooting, because yeah. it's uh, you can mess up a lot and be made fun of by your friends a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot for oh, sure. Craig,
0: we love you, Craig. Yeah, he's okay. awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing all your wisdom and stuff. And, um, people need to go follow you. What is it? Is it, you have two accounts like Tom Castro so, shooting Academy. So
1: it's supposed to be only Tom cat show. When I first started, I, I had like my own shooting page. I got to figure out how to get rid of that yeah. stupid thing, but it's uh Tom Castro shooting Academy, okay. um, on Facebook, Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I will never do Twitter. I will definitely never do a TikTok dancing video. So I don't have any of that. So everything's uh Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, that's where most of my stuff. Oh, on YouTube, Tom Castro shooting Academy. I, I don't know how I got that on there, but somehow that's still, uh, I got that name on there. So, uh, Tom Castro shooting Academy on YouTube. And, uh, that's where a lot of my podcasts go. Um, I do a lot of the podcasts on video for that and send it out and, uh, go from there, but yep. And then tcsacoaching.com is where you guys can sign up for, I also offer two week free trial. So if you guys are interested, it gives you two free weeks. So you have the option to get in and you can quit anytime, cancel anytime. It doesn't cost you anything to cancel within those two weeks, but that's how much I believe my stuff will help people.
0: yeah. I've seen it. Christina, you're rocking it.
1: She's awesome, man. I'm telling you, you you girls, dude. I love coaching you girls. You guys listen better than any guy students I've ever had. It's there's something to be said about that male ego. That's a son of a bitch. Uh, Including my own, it's tough. I'm telling you, you, don't you're laughing because you're a girl, but it's you oh, don't no. understand. Like it's tough. Guys are yeah. guys are hard on themselves, but they're also the best ever at everything we do. Just because that's how we are, right? Best at everything. <laughs> <laughs> best at everything doesn't matter. Like I'm shooting six deltas at this match. I'm like, yeah, I'm the man. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> just how it is. It's that it, it hurts our feelings to suck at stuff, so you can't admit it out loud. You go home and cry in the corner when no one's looking. That's how it works. <laughs> we put
0: that on video. (laughs)
1: oh you can put it out there i don't care that's why i said (laughs) it's so true though i do like teaching women i I love
0: love teaching women but they just
1: have good open minds about most stuff they also don't have a shit ton of bad habits you know that they've never had that mansplaining in their life usually so until they get it then they don't get messed up but you know that's just how it works man girl she's awesome dude she's got such a drive to get better that's that's one of the things about her that i really enjoy like we were walking stages this weekend and she said this she was saying some stuff i'm like oh my god i i just spoke out loud through her that's amazing like i was so excited i get so excited about my students i really yeah. do I i yell and scream about so like they do awesome I'm like yeah let's go like i'm so excited when they crush it because it's hard man it's it's a hard sport it's it, to do what to, to get better fast is very difficult right yep. over time you'll figure it out but if you want to go fast and get better fast you the coaching really makes a difference i okay. I used to be such an anti-coach like oh, i can do it i'll figure it out and then i took a class with uh over video and i was like oh my god i just saved six years off of education here <laughs> and uh then i took it into my shooting and it was i, I made a difference for sure it's pretty awesome
0: it's awesome no i've yeah. seen it in your students as well so congrats i'm excited i'm excited to watch christina beat everybody this year i mean
1: <laughs> except for you her. you don't want to see that <laughs> oh no i should have
0: told her i said girl the yeah. next match we shoot pc you already will have beaten yeah. by far me and she's, she's like, no. I was like, "Yes." Because I'm not yeah. putting the work, and I'm not dry firing, I'm not live firing, I'm not taking classes, and I know that. But also, yeah. she's better. She's she's yeah. incredible.
1: Yeah, this weekend she was very frustrated with herself because she's, you know, harder on herself like she should be. I think that's a that's the heart of a champion or the mind of a champion is to be harder on yourself even when you do well. But she just doesn't understand that she sucks because she's getting better, right? right? Like one thing most people frustrate or get frustrated with is they don't understand you're going to suck for a little while. Once you sure. suck for a little while. It gets better. And then you're going to go back to suck again and you're going to get better. And it's just how it works. It's a, it's an endless battle of getting better and then getting worse and getting better. But every time you add on to that foundation and get better and better and better.
0: Yep. See, I negated your thing where it's like, I want to win. I'm going to be best, blah, blah, blah. No, I actually want to see my teammates <laughs> and yeah. my best friends succeed. Yeah. So I do want to see her to beat.
1: well, you can have both, but you if know. you guys come up together, it's even more fun. Cause yeah. then you have real competition to, to drive yourself, right? Having a, someone to compete against
0: oh, she pushes makes me. a big
1: difference. She pushes yeah. me.
0: Oh, and Just, and she's Matthew super Bird.
1: positive, dude. That girl is the most positive person. Yep. I love shooting with her. Like all my videos, all oh, my wow! videos. <laughs> and then the last one she posted, or I posted, she's like, spicy I see. i'm like i'm posting that right there like there's not very often you get a woman in the background yelling spicy with a man in the front <laughs> 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 i was like i'm posting it it's getting out there it was awesome the best. it was so the funny
0: girl also awesome. well tom i awesome. can't wait for this year can we see it matches can we see what we do with the canic yell <laughs> like, Ryan,
1: I'm, I'm, I don't know about that steel frame, but definitely going to rock what I already bought.
0: <laughs> coming. It's coming. All right, uh, guys. Well, stay tuned for the next episode of the Redicle Up podcast. Go follow Tom. Go take a class. Go listen to his podcast. Pretty much all the things um, and get better. So,
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me on. See you absolutely. guys.
0: Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Redicle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Redical Up or 3 Kenzie.